All right. Son of a gun. Yep. No, no dice. Not even a die. Not even one single. Not even like the one from. Uh, uh, what's a game that doesn't have numbers on the die? There's one with colors. Mm-hmm. Maybe trouble. No, because that's got a popomatic. It's popomatic. Oh, <laughs> uh, how how quickly we forget! Yeah, the Popomatic bubble, and which ones of the board games have a uh, uh, dice for before you have learned your numbers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they- Candyland. Don't they have a system where it's just a color? They do, and, and I'm wondering at, at the time that I had Candyland, it was. Like a million cards. That yeah, it's a deck of lose. cards, not a die. Huh. But it would make. Maybe make I'm sense. thinking of Watto's dice that he uses to gamble on slaves in Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Hmm. Isn't that just a? He has a chance cube with different colors on it instead of uh, numbers. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And <clears> I, I think that, that like, that's probably. Oh. No one could ever come up with numbers the way that human beings did. <laughs> I would assume even the most advanced societies would simply put a color on one side of the die. And they wouldn't call them <laughs> dice either. It'd be a chance cube. <laughs> Do you think that uh, George Lucas has ever, uh, you know, lost all of his money uh, playing the chance cube? Yeah, he lost it all on the chance cube. Carries his own little Yahtzee cup around with him so that he can jangle his chance cubes. Out in the alley playing chance cube on the set of uh, American Graffiti. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why don't we make this interesting? Step into the alley and play chance cube with me. (laughs) I love... I love how they have the same stuff as us, but they have to call it something different so that you don't forget that they're on another planet. <clears throat> like, what would you call a sandwich? Because clearly, um, it can't be named after the Earl of Sandwich, as he is an Earthling who did not live uh, long, long ago. Well, you you know who we call who's around a, for a very long we time. We call it a dinner book. <laughs> dinner book. Yes, it's a book made of bread, and it tells the story of dinner in the and middle. It has meat pages and <laughs> chapter one provolone. <laughs> Would you still have to put a paper table of contents in your book uh, book sandwich? Your, your... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, it says here mm. crumbs. Mm-hmm. In in this galaxy, a uh, written language was replaced by crumbs. <laughs> All of their science and history is told through the medium of crumbs. Hmm. In this, this is the new, this is my new spinoff, Star Wars. It's called Salacious Crumbs. <laughs> Would would it be read like a like a a seer can read tea leaves, or or is this just a wherever you find them sort of thing? We don't it's, need it's, to. It's more of just a vibe. Yeah. Okay. You just feel it, you know. Ooh, I am sipping on that Mountain Dew Baja Blast. It's giving me all kinds of energy. Is it uh, like surf energy? Do you think you could hang 10? I feel like, yeah, I probably could. I could probably ride a lime out of an airplane's bomb bay doors. Ooh. Like you know, like a Dr. Strangelove, but it's just me. Yeah. Just riding that. 
right in that big lime mm-hmm. and then i squish all the juice out of it right into a right into a refreshing drink <laughs> a when mushroom cloud of, of juicy flavor <laughs> a real lime flavor there's going to be uh some some baja lime fallout for generations <laughs> they, the local they wildlife failed to do that one though with like the like how do they get all that real cheese into cheese it's and it's just slim pickets yeah 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 they should repurpose uh that that clip for just about every product that is packed with flavor everything yeah this uh tied with oxyclean how clean will it get your clothes <laughs> I don't know. Maybe sometimes you, you use the Wilhelm scream. That's for the radio commercials. TV commercials, it's Slim Pickens riding a bomb into your product. Radio commercials, it's the Wilhelm scream. Oh, something something has happened to me here. Are you still there? I am. I'm using a second monitor, and I accidentally, I think I turned it off, but, oh, okay, there we go. It just changed inputs abruptly on me. There might be a bug or something crawling across the buttons. You don't think that the the bug is on the inside, inside of one of the vacuum tubes? (laughs) Yeah. He's gotten caught in the gears that make the TV work. That's okay. Like the the next revolution of the the biggest gear will probably crush him. That's true. Yeah, when the TV strikes nine o'clock, <laughs> it's a true entertainment uh, and also information center. All you have to do is give it one big crank a day, and uh, all all of your entertainment and uh, you know your communications. Like you can probably program it uh, to send out. Uh, what what kind of mail would it do? Electronic mail? There's a ticker no, tape printer mail. on the side yeah. of it. Mech mail. It only gets the Dumont network. <laughs> That's okay. That's the best one. That's the, the only one that the honeymooners are on. What happened to the Dumont network? Um it's I mean, still on. <laughs> it's just the tv that you know what it was it was one and they pu- quit putting that one on the knob and then you couldn't watch it anymore i think that that was the one where uh some I, I think they went out of business in the 60s and somebody bought their studios and i think they just threw all the old dumont uh recordings television shows and movies into the east river <laughs> I think Isn't that's that why, why it's very difficult to find almost anything, and there are a lot of lost honeymooners episodes. Isn't there like a thing where a bunch of the Beverly Hillbillies are just in the public domain because of that? Possibly, or like they didn't like someone bought the rights and then like lost them somehow, left them in the old building and loan from uh it's a wonderful life and his crazy uncle lost the envelope with the rights to the <laughs> beverly hillbillies don't you know what was in that envelope uncle billy <laughs> i also rides to the first four seasons of the beverly hillbillies you silly stupid person <laughs> What do you think would be more valuable, having those sweet Beverly Hillbillies rights or, or uh, striking oil? Ooh, that's a good question. I wonder which is more valuable at this point, the rights to the Beverly Hillbillies or, uh, I mean, how yeah, much There can't crude be that, oil? Many more oil, that much more yeah. oil to be found, right? Yeah. We'd have to figure out like what the what the uh, Clampett's oil stakes would be worth in two thousand eight dollars, and then compare that to uh, what'd you say? Being one of the honeymooners, 
Well, I meant uh, the the rights to the Beverly Hillbillies were right, the, right, the, right. The what impetus to the Beverly Hillbillies? What what would be a greater windfall? Yeah, that's way better than being the honeymooners. I I think the honeymooners are just at the the bottom of the East River, and uh, nobody bothered to go get them. Damn, it's the opposite of going straight to the moon, if you ask me. Yeah. All right, I got an idea for a podcast. Okay, what's that? This is a podcast called Time Burton. Time Burton. Yeah. Now, is this LeVar Burton? Richard Burton? Tim. Tim It's Time Burton. Oh. (laughs) And I thought that we could either make this like a kind of like a fan cast for the works of Tim Burton, or if we can get Tim Burton on board, then all we need to do is invent time travel. <laughs> and I say we got really good podcasts on our hands. I, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say that if we invent time travel, I don't think that we necessarily have to get Tim Burton. Or maybe we kidnap a young Tim Burton and we'll have a, you know, will be child kidnappers through time. <laughs> yeah, it's us kidnapping <laughs> Tim Burton through time. Um here's another idea. <clears throat> what if we kidnap Tim Burton present day? I feel like people are really going to miss that baby. But I bet that you could kidnap Tim Burton in in the year in this the year 2017 and no one would even notice I mean they'd notice eventually but there's probably just like some like tumbleweeds blowing around the neighborhood and somebody might mistake that for Tim Burton for a while oh there he goes off to his big Hollywood job see you later Tim do you think he tells Meanwhile, all of his neighbors that, you know, every morning when he's walking to the car with his cup of coffee and he, he sees Bill next door and he says, I don't have time for this right now, Bill. I've got a big, important job in Hollywood to get to. Yeah, he wears he wears these really loud, colorful suits and he drives around with and like slick a slick back hair and he's got talking irid- on his car phone. Gold and iridescent purple uh, lowrider that plays La Cucaracha. <laughs> <laughs> there goes Tim Burton off to his big Hollywood job. No, but what I was going to say is we snatch his ass up and then we put him in a room and we just decorate the room to make it look like it's another time. And then we go in and we say, Mr. Burton, we're from the government and, uh, you're, you've become unstuck in time. And the only way that we can think of to get you back is you got to do a podcast as if it's the year 1964. And then at the end of the episode, then we, uh, we hit him with the chloroform-soaked rag. See? Mm-hmm. And then we redecorate. We put in shag carpeting and a water bed and a lava lamp. And then we wake him up again. We're going to use the same room, we're just going to dress it differently? Yeah, we're just going to keep dressing the room differently. And Every week, we hit him with the old chloroform-soaked rag. And then we're, you know, putting up a poster of uh, the Transformers movie and, and telling him that it's... But what if he behaves badly? Can we take him back in time? Like, if, if he doesn't play along and do a good podcast? Yeah. It's like... Oh, now it's 1950. I guess you did a really bad job and you probably need to get your shit together, Tim. <laughs> he he has to do good podcasts or he gets sent backwards further and further. Good, good boys get that? to go back to the time that they're from. Bad boys I think go I further hear back in time. Rumbling of Cretaceous dinosaurs, <laughs> Mr. Burton. Maybe you'd like to join your friend Jesus Christ on the cross right next door 
That's the twist ending to the Bible as we find out that it was a time-traveling Tim Burton who asked Jesus for forgiveness when he was up there on the cross next to him. Yeah. <laughs> would would you buy a uh, Burton crucifix? Only if it was Quentin Tarantino cursing Christ from the <laughs> other side. Time Burton. Okay. And uh, I've, I've got a podcast idea. This one is the official space podcast. Ooh, the official space podcast. And I think that this can go two different ways. One way is we we just stay on top of what's going on, both uh, uh, commercially and, uh, on, you know, uh, social level. What are the, they're, they're what's the of, astronauts getting into? Yeah, are they astronauts, having prank uh, war? Billionaires getting up there. But the other way, I think, is uh, the, the culture of space. There have been enough people in space. I think that they've probably developed uh, something of a space culture, so the official space podcast we could be laying down what is the official drink of space what is the we were talking about sandwiches earlier what's the official sandwich of space do they have to have edible rubber bands to hold the sandwiches together in space when they're eating their official space sandwiches do you think i'm sorry but you brought up the billionaires going Mm mm-hmm do you think that they're going to get into a sort of like rich kids from the camp across the lake situation I would say as soon as there are two uh, competing space stations for billionaire uh, 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 sightseers, like they're the probably going to get into it. The NASA guys at the ISS are like building a stink bomb and flying it over in the middle of the night to the Amazon space station. There's probably a, like a they've. Uh, gotten a drill and put a hole into the ladies lab laboratory in the uh, space station and they're peeking like, through the like yeah. vacuum hole that suctions all the poop out yeah but oh, they got the, yeah. the glass uh helmet on so yeah you're just dinking against it and like trying to line their eye clink, up just right clink. oh and you know what's gonna happen uh the first pe- people to get laid are gonna get slashed Oh, no. I was going to say that, like, whoever the cool counselor over at the International Space Station is, probably named, like, Bowser or something like that, Mm -hmm. he's going to end up fucking Jeff Bezos' girlfriend while he's out doing some sort of frat stuff with his buddies. Mm -hmm. They're probably, like... Bianca, me and the boys are going out to play squash. Be back in a minute. And then she's like, I wish somebody would come into this space station and fuck me. <laughs> Here comes Bowser. <sighs> he's got the th- he's got the Darth Vader thing on it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I I think that uh Bowser would probably be whatever the equivalent of the golf pro is, but that's just another reason why we need the official space podcast cuz I don't even know what uh people do for leisure up there or uh what what sort of uh sports they compete in. Yeah, I kind of saw uh, Bowser, I was going to say like a caddy, right? Like Caddyshack, but no, maybe he's like the guy who, he's he's the guy who has to fish uh, the candy bars disguised as poops out of the pool. Well, that That's was Bill, Bill Murray. Okay, well, no, in the this Carl one, in, the, in this one, there's a guy and he's just, he's, that's his whole job. He is too. He's like, well, you see, too many people saw this movie where a guy threw a baby Ruth bar in the in the pool, and so then uh, they uh, people just do it nonstop here. And I, my job, pre- oh, hang on a second, scoop. And so, like I was saying, people are constantly, uh, hey, 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 ah, hang on a moment, scoop. <laughs> Every, everybody thinks they're real original, throwing their uh, chocolate bars. Uh, you get nutty buddies. I, I uh, I've actually seen a guy. Uh, he threw a a whole peeled cucumber in. He was said he thought maybe uh, people would think it was someone with a uh, uh, severe liver damage had pooped in the pool. 
name's Bowser. I'm going to go uh, sneak across to the other space station and uh, fuck Jeff Bezos' girlfriend. <laughs> now, do you think that Jeff Bezos would walk in on them or do you think he'd just get away with it? Um, Bowser would be long gone. He hits it and quits it. Okay. But he just jumps right back into a space dinghy and uh, gets back across the yeah. space river to his own. Yeah, station. he sneaks right back. Um, but then Jeff Bezos comes back and he's like, Oh, uh, Bianca, come here. And he has some weird thing where he's like, uh, makes her bend over and he's like kissing her butt and calling her mommy. Mm-hmm. And then when he pulls down. When he pulls down her big white panties, uh, there's a heart drawn on her butt cheek. like, And it says, Bowser was here with an arrow <laughs> through it. And he's like, no! <laughs> and this is, my, uh, this is my pitch for a reboot of the film Space Camp. <laughs> Space Camp 2, Bowser's Revenge. <laughs> I don't think that's been trademarked yet. I think that we can get that. Also, the original Space Camp, did they have to get the Space Camp's permission? Or I think were it was they like produced Top Gun. by the Space Camp? It, after, after Space Camp aired, uh, it the space camp recruiters saw a huge surge in applications. Young men who felt like the film glorified what it meant to be a whiny little bitch, which is, I don't know if you've seen it recently, but that is exactly what Joaquin Phoenix is in that movie. Just the whole time. Well, I have not seen it recently, and I'll, I'm going to avoid it now, because how old is Joaquin Phoenix in this? In the movie? Yeah, like nine or ten. Yeah, he's like, uh, yeah, he's like a tween. Yeah, that's not, that's not doing anything for me. Now, is he going to come back for Space Camp 2 Bowser's Revenge? Yeah. Do you think that yeah, he, he can play Jeff Bezos? I was going to say he plays um he plays a Russian cosmonaut who's been up in the space station for 30 years. He's kind of like the wacky uh groundskeeper of the space camp now. He's just drunk and uh now, this is also uh, Bill Murray's character, <laughs> but I think that uh, Caddyshack might have been better if there were just uh, every character was Carl Spackler. <laughs> and they're all in space. Yeah. Well, there's a big thing where um, they they keep pranking. Uh, there's this uh, there's this other uh, lady astronaut and she has huge boobs, right? Mm-hmm. And they keep uh, they. There's one where they set up a fake. Uh, they set up a fake porta potty, and then they wait for her to go in, and then they pull this lever, and a big crane just lifts it up, and she's just standing there with her big boobs exposed, like ah! She takes her shirt and- off to take a shit. <laughs> it's never explained because <laughs> it's just an excuse to show the the actress who we just hired to uh, keep showing topless throughout the movie. She's like, ah, and that's when Joaquin Phoenix comes by with his little broom, and he's like, oh, it's nice. And she's like, ah. <laughs> so it's a recurring gag that she keeps uh, being seen topless by the creepy old Russian uh, janitor of the space station. <laughs> All right, I got an idea here. What do you got? This is called A Better Mousetrap. Weekly Inventions podcast. Okay. So this would be 
um, where every week we would we would come with an idea or or maybe just come with a problem and then uh, try and work our way back to a solution or work our way forward. Okay. Like, um, like, for example, um, I am too lazy to go get my uh, tags renewed on my car. Like, it's been like three or four years. I'm just rolling dirty. Mm-hmm. Is there an invention that we could make that would get me to the DMV with all of the necessary paperwork at hand. Do you do you have all the necessary paperwork or will that have to be requisitioned from somewhere? That's a good question. I believe I do not. Okay. I think uh I think my previous car <coughs> uh was junked and I did not have the title to it. And so every time I go now, they ask me where it is. And I go, I don't know. And they go, well, you got to pay taxes on it. And I just go, okay. On a car that doesn't exist anymore. I okay. watched it get crushed into a cube. So so we're talking like a browser add-on that uh, will just uh, make requests for all paperwork uh, involving taxes and things that you own? Yeah. And I'm, make I'm, a request for them all? Yeah. I mean... That that's one way of doing it. You could also, you know, just uh, wait and hit me with the old chloroform soaked rag. <laughs> I wake up. Oh, what is this? It's the, it's DMV. the DMV from the 1970s. You know, it's how everybody's smoking in line. You've just you've built a new DMV office around me while I was asleep. But <laughs> then you got everyone to agree to wear hats and smoke cigarettes. We're doing a social experiment. <laughs> I'm like, I'm at the DMV. Wait, why am I still holding half of this uh, dinner story? <laughs> and you're stuck in line right next to Tim Burton, and you have to keep hearing him talk about his uh, next film. Oh, I thought that this was uh, in the 60s. Mm. Yeah, I guess if I invite Tim Burton, it will ruin the surprise of of that that you're you're being Truman showed. You uh, you just give him a hat and you're like, uh, you're Tim Burton Senior. He's <laughs> just like, hi, uh, I'm Tim Burton Senior. I'm really proud of my son. Oh. <gasps> I don't need to make movies anymore. (laughs) All right. Do you have another idea for a podcast? Yep. This one's called Dice All the Way Down. And we've done a couple of uh, role-playing game kind of podcasts, but... uh, I don't think that we actually use dice to do it. So I think we need all the different types of dice. We were talking earlier about colored dice. We need some of those. Um, but also love dice. Uh, just just in general story making dice. Yeah, this is going to be kind of a take the day off, Podtron. We'll, we'll handle the RNG today. And, you know, it'll tell us like what we need to make jokes about, uh, what the topics are. Uh, you know, maybe we uh, have one dice that says invent something. Mm, yeah, and we got another dice uh, that that we roll and it'll be like what type? Just about every topic that we bring up every time we roll a dice, though, it will necessitate us having a, a new, new new die. We have one die that says uh, the beginning of a nursery rhyme and then another die that says like fucking and sucking. They're gay sexism racism and we roll them yep and um maybe sometimes it turns into an actual game yeah with rules 
and uh, consequences. I'm still, I'm just thinking of all the ways this could apply to Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, you, maybe you roll the dice and it says, uh, people got tired of you. Game over. <laughs> you ran out of, you ran out of Mother Goose rhymes. You used them all. Should have apportioned your, your rhymes. Yeah. He comes back with like some uh, Canterbury tales, and people are like, <laughs> We want Mother Goose. Reading sonnets and then just uh, adding, Cause his dick was too big. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, he he just more or less reads the first uh, 12 lines of of famous sonnets and then comes up with his own ending couplet for everyone. (laughs) The first thing that popped in my head when when you said dice all the way down was kind of like a turtles all the way down. Yeah, yeah. But it would be like Andrew Dice Clay, he says, you know... uh, uh, along came a spider and sat down beside her. And he said, "Hey, what's in the bowl, bitch?" But then the whole audience, you know, they all shout that one out. Mm-hmm. But when it cuts to the audience, it's just an audience of more Andrew <laughs> Dice Clay's. And for just some reason, there's like hundreds. hot dog vendors, and they go, "Hey, get a hot dog!" <laughs> but they, yeah, he's Andrew Dice Clay too. Just zooming out on Madison Square Garden. Oh no! And then, and then outside the city, it's all still Andrew Dice Clay's. The whole globe, but as it zooms out, the globe is just the top of another Andrew Dice Clay's head. <laughs> <laughs> his arm reaches over and blots out the sun, so he can smoke his cigarette from the other side of his head. Dice all the way down, and then the sun it zooms out, and the sun is just the glowing <laughs> cherry on a cigarette. He says, "What you did, bitch." <laughs> now, in this uh, scenario, if if uh, they did do a rendition of Little Miss Muffet, would would die would the Dice Man be playing Little Miss Muffet as she sat on her tuffet, letting another Dice Spider talk to him that way? I don't think so. Yeah, it's yeah. It zooms back in, and then it goes into the mind of the the Andrew Dice Clay on stage. And in his mind, he's seeing the story, and it's just more Andrew Dice Clay's. And then it zooms in on the spider, and every atom of his body is another Andrew Dice Clay. And now I'm starting to wonder if in Ford Fairlane, if every single character had been played by Dice. They were. That's how good of an actor he is. <laughs> He played Mickey Rourke in that other movie. What is it? The Marlboro Man? Ooh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's it's something in the Marlboro Man. It's like the adventures of Levi Strauss in the Marlboro Man. <laughs> yeah. It could be Ford Fairlane. Are you trying to figure out what that Possibly, movie is? Possibly, yeah, I am. Is he definitely in it? Oh, it's Harley Davidson in the yeah. Marlboro Man. Yeah. Is he not one of the guys? I'm Maybe not seeing just... it when I looked up Andrew Dice Clay movies. Mickey Rourke and Don Johnson? Is that right? Yep. Wait, you got this the, is... The biggest bald one, Daniel, in there. Is this what I was thinking of? Oh boy. This whole time I thought that it was uh huh. Well, I got Berenstain Bears into a universe where uh Andrew Dice Clay was not in Harley Davidson and the Marlboro yeah, Man. You you've diced yourself all the way down and uh you're going to wake up in in a a weird DMV and and wonder what was. I I made the mistake of observing the Andrew Dice Clay Higgs boson. Mm-hmm. And it changed its uh, 
the orbital polarity and now when i come back up to my own dimension everything's different what other uh hilarious roles did did the dice man get in this world that you live in um he played malcolm x in the film malcolm x Uh, Schindler's List was uh, not called Schindler's List. It was called Dice's List. <laughs> it was called What's in the Bowl, bitch. <laughs> he didn't save people. <laughs> but he did heal them with laughter. It's kind of like they, they patched Adams. Did. He's getting, uh, yeah, he's he's being interrogated. This SS commander comes in. Takes a long drag off a cigarette. What's in the bowl, bitch? <laughs> I'll never tell what's in the bowl, bitch. <laughs> Dice all the way down. Okay, let's let's go to the hotline. Okay. Folks, if you have an idea for a podcast, you can write it in to us at we don't have a podcast yet at gmail.com or you can call our podcast hotline at 702-763-2277 or 702-PODCASP with a P. We tried to get podcast, but it wasn't available. Uh, anyways, leave us a voicemail there just like this one. Hi, my name is Frank Sherman's. And I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. I I love you guys. I think you do a fantastic job coming up with uh, all the (laughs) all your wacky podcast ideas. Say, I've got one of my own that I've been stirring around the old noggin like a like a batter of cake, just stirring it up. And I wanted to throw it down and see if you guys would be willing to pick it up. So. Basically, you've got cornhole, right? (laughs) What's that? Oh, oh my God. Oh, 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 no. Oh, Sheila, 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 get the cat. Get the cat, Sheila. No, all of them, all of the cats. Get it. Oh, 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 no. Oh, no. Oh, oh, the cat. Oh, all of the cats. Um, <laughs> our hearts go out to the family of that cat <laughs> uh, I would have loved to have heard what his cornhole related idea was <sighs> It's so unfortunate. <laughs> oh. Well, I don't think that counts as an idea. Something about uh, well, maybe it's maybe it was uh play, playing cornhole but like a <sighs> version of cornhole that happens in, in, in at the zoo inside of the animals enclosures. It sounded like maybe it's cornhole while a levee breaks or something. It sounded I I could, I could have sworn I heard like rushing water all of a sudden. Like, yeah, some uh, some 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 sort of extreme variant to cornhole like it's the the game you've come to love but in inhospitable situ uh, like surroundings. Yeah. Outside in the vacuum of space. Uh-huh. Zero G's. They've got to do cornhole, but then next up, they they do archery, and nobody from the International Space Station has ever taken archery. But that's when uh, Blubber, that's what they call him. Blubber? Yeah. Blubber, yeah. It's real name. They say at the very beginning of the movie, it's like uh, Harris Blabarsky or something like that, but he's a big fat guy, and all of a sudden, 
well, out of nowhere, he's really good at cornhole and archery. No one can believe it. And and we might actually uh, beat the camp across yeah. the lake this year. It saves the day. They end up picking Blubber up and put him on their shoulders and carry him around the space station. Which is only possible because it's in zero G. It's more yeah. like holding Blubber down against your shoulders. Bianca comes over and kisses uh, Bowser. Uh-huh. And well, then, I don't know. Uh, like, maybe she kisses Blubber. He's the no, hero but of Bowser's, the day. Bowser's stealing, uh, stealing Bezos' girl the whole movie. And she just finally makes it official. And he's like, no, no. And he, uh, he throws his, his bow and arrow down. He has a very fancy, expensive one. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, like the arrow goes and shooting around their fancy rich kid space station, and then it hits a hits a hose, and then the whole space sta- the their fancy space station springs a leak, and it starts spinning, just goes off into space. Do you think it like finds a black hole to to go into? He like as as they're going to the distance, you just hear him. You hear him yelling. He's like, Elon. <laughs> Elon is like his little henchman, like the whole movie. Anyways, that was that was not an idea for a podcast either. Think we got a hell of a story we've got a brew in here but it's not a not a podcast no anyway let's let's try the podtron okay uh, folks the pod 4500 <laughs> folks the podtron is a artificial intelligence that uh, we created and gave the names of all the most popular podcasts on the uh, apple charts and then it digests those, uh, tries to make sense of what it's looking at, and then gives us new podcast ideas. Podcast ideas like Making Doug Sting. <laughs> okay, I'm going to start out with, uh, I think, a uh, Pink Belly. Yeah? Yeah. What about this? Genetic splicing with a mud dauber wasp. Ooh. Now Doug will be doing the stinging. Are we going to be going, like, grabbing Doug's stinger and, like, poking him with him and saying, like, quit stinging yourself, quit stinging no, yourself? He's he's stinging other people. Oh. We're making him sting. We get him all riled up. Oh, okay. We knock down the weird nest that he built. Like, he's uh, built a nest up in the tree. We knock it down with a broom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look out, Doug is mad. And he's half insect. Sounds terrifying. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and and like a dangerous uh, podcast idea, because in general, when I podcast, I don't do it on the move. What about this? I'm usually sitting in one place where I'm easily stung. And if it's a man bug hybrid, that sting could be fatal. <laughs> it's a dog bug. What if we just took dog... And we gave him bass guitar lessons, and uh, also like uh, start he we had him start doing tantric sex. Basically, we trying to make him sting. Oh, okay, yeah, that sounds like uh, a Get little him real bit into less like dangerous. World music. Yeah. Do you think that we can take a random Doug from off the street? And just scoop up any old reimagine dog. him as a sting. That's what. Yeah. So this is like that old Three Stooges uh, uh, routine where we, at the very beginning, you and I and we're dressed uh, in top hats and monocles. And I'm saying, I say I can take any old dog right off the street and make him sting. <laughs> you say, oh, 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 that's good money. I'll take that wager. And then we go out. there. You there. Doug, one guy turns around, falls for it. We ha 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 ha. We toss him in the bag. Douglas, of our old... come here. Just 
We just we yell Doug, and the first guy that turns around and looks, we shove him into the trunk of our old Model T and drive away. For for sting re-education. Yeah. We'll make him sting or else. I guess I'm not going to be taking part in the sting re-education. I'm just going to be making sure you do it by the book. No no grafting him with sting D- DNA to try to yeah. help things along. You're trying to throw a wrench into the gears of my sting re-education. You're like showing him pictures of Lenny Kravitz trying to distract mm-hmm. him, transform him into a Kravitz instead. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> Making Doug sting. Okay, I've got one here. This one is called Good Podcast, All Simpson. Well, I think this would be a podcast where we take a a, a Simpsons script and uh, remove it of any plurals, no S's <laughs> on the ends of words, probably axe all the articles as well, and then give it a good read. Okay. So just like a, a caveman Simpsons. Yeah. I hope prepared for unforgettable luncheon. Mm-hmm. I mean, some he parts of it my roast ruined. <laughs> I go crusty burger. Pass off crusty burger as my own. Steamed ham. <laughs> All right. What was this? Is called Good Podcast All Simpson. Yeah. Okay. And maybe like uh, because the the podcast is generally an hour long, and a Simpsons episode is only a half an hour, and we're going to be cutting some out of it. Maybe there could be other other famous uh, Simpsons that we could uh, take things that they have said and uh, remove the plurals and the articles from. Yeah. Maybe we could do a dramatic reading from If I Did It. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we could get Don Simpson in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we could. Uh, yeah. Jessica top, top Simpson. Gun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, we can't get Don Simpson. Ooh. I forgot. That Don Simpson died in like... The in 1994 <laughs> or something like that. I, You know what? I just watched The Rock, and that one is dedicated to the memory of Don Simpson. And I forgot that he was dead again. Is it? Does it have the uh, Don Simpson logo with it, like he was working on it while he died? Yeah. I okay. think he, yeah, he died during production. <clears throat> and that was the one I was like, I think that's the last one. That's 94 is. and 95. I also, do you ever notice at the very beginning of that when uh, Ed Harris is visiting his wife's grave and he's like, oh, there's some things I got to do I couldn't do while you were around. I tried to make them listen, honey, but they just won't listen. I've got to make them listen. And then it shows like he's standing in the rain crying and he kisses his own medal of honor and puts it on the grave. But when it shows the gravestone, it just says his wife. Top of the gravestone, his wife. It's like just making sure that we all knew. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's like a guy who called his sergeant honey. Well, it's also possible that he just didn't have a whole lot of money, and that's just a sort of generic gravestone that you can buy. It's like they, just... they're they're just uh, printing up a whole bunch of his wife's. You you can it, get it for about half price, but but we are not putting any dates on there. There are going to be no dedications. You want any little fun picture of the, you know, like you had pet bunny rabbits, the little bunny rabbit etched in there. Fuck you. This is just a his wife. Yeah. It's like when you get a when you get a personalized license plate at the zoo, but your parents named you something like Calliope. And so you, there's just one that says, like, nice. <laughs> you get that one. <laughs> yeah. Cool. But uh, to all the people having children out there, I think the Calliope is a wonderful name. Yeah. 
is is it's an that's an instrument right but is it also one of the greek muses oh i think it is i think calliope is like the like like the steam powered organ that i think maybe is like a player piano also okay plays like kooky music on top of a a merry-go-round or a steamboat oh yeah yeah Wonderful thing to name your child after. This is my son. Wurlitzer Jukebox. <laughs> and if, if you name name your daughter Calliope, it 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 shortens well. You you can go with either Callie or Opie. Mm. These are the twins, Ronco Food Dehydrator. <laughs> and George Foreman. <laughs> all right i got a, i got another another one from the podcast here this is a podcast it's just called the creep okay that's it the creep the creep i mean we could do like a the creep could be the creep of the week it could be a dance the mm. is the creep already a dance it probably is hey everybody my name is marshall jones and i'm here to teach you a new dance called the creep do 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 now you just got to do like this you put your eye up to the hole that you drilled in the bathroom you wear your big stretchy sweatpants so your arm slides down inside there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the creep could just be kind of a thing where it, it's we're sharing information that we've found by being uh, creeps. Like, just, uh, for example, week, always lock if, if if you're going into a public restroom and there is a deadbolt lock on it, throw that thing before you proposition the people inside of there. <laughs> I was thinking more like just snooping on people's Instagrams, but we could also do your <laughs> ideas. <laughs> I'll have the bathroom ideas and you can have the Internet ideas. <laughs> We we listen. Let's meet in the middle, and we'll do both at the same time. Okay. Just walk into a bathroom, deadbolt that door, and then turn around to everyone standing at the urinal and be like, "Want to see a naked picture of my dad?" <laughs> I was giving him a sponge bath earlier this week, and I I snapped a Polaroid. I, I snuck a couple of pics. And then I scanned those Polaroids and I put them on the internet. <laughs> I'm part of a Discord server. We trade naked pics of our <laughs> old dads. I was gonna suggest to you off the air a while ago that, uh, that, that uh, we get a Discord server, but now... We cannot. 100% cannot. We will just start getting new dads. Man, I growing up, I had ample opportunities to snap pictures of my naked dad, but I usually was just like hanging out in my room, like waiting, because uh, he, he does not mind being fully nude out and about in the house, and I don't think that that has changed. <laughs> Well, that's uh, that's our idea called the creep. Do you got one more? Yep. This one is called Raised Bally or Bali. Not really sure, but I was thinking Raised like Bally, like Bally Total Fitness. Yeah, or like the the pinball machines. Mm. I was kind of thinking like. Uh, I'm sure that there are pinball machine podcasts where they review them and talk about their memories of the 
the pinball machines. But what if you built a pinball machine to live inside of or raise your, raise your children inside of? Yeah. We're raising them as if they were in the tradition, in, in the tradition of. My family youngest. was like the Adams family. You know, Pinball we raised our machine. other kids to be different, uh, you know, the jukebox and the calliope. Yeah. This is our little one. We're raising him Bally. Mm-hmm. Just a metal ball. Ping! Off of his head. Yeah, well, yeah. He needs to watch out for those. Because I, I do, will not have any son of mine ruin, ruin my high score. What if it is Bally? It is B-A-L-L-E-Y. Oh, it might be. It's not Bally like the pinball machine then. No. It's like Bally like Stuart Smalley. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's kind of in between because if it was B-A-L-L-Y, I'd be like, okay. uh, Just give him every type of ball and see which one he likes the best. Yeah. Maybe this is uh this is the cat that belonged to the sign language gorilla. Okay. All ball. And it's kinda like uh it's like a docuseries where we interview all ball about what it was like growing up uh, raised by a deaf gorilla. This is a show where we interview a cat? Yeah, listen, they do that all the time now. They got the grumpy cat. They got the 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 one uh, with the googly eyes and the tongue, tongue that hangs out. They're all dead. They're all dead. They all. Oh. You know when you buy all your light bulbs at the same time and they all start going out at the same time. Mm-hmm. Same goes for internet cats. Ooh. Well, you got the, the diabetes thing is, one. They, they're living animals that are to be loved and treasured and taken care of. But when they pass away, um, don't take them to it a taxidermist. A power take them, vacuum. Take them to a, a like a puppet maker and turn your dead pet into a puppet. Yeah. Otherwise, the gorilla starts to get angry. Yeah. Where is cat? Uh, just a minute. Almost done. <laughs> And you can't just buy another cat for the gorilla. They're too smart for that. Yeah. This isn't like a like a bonobo. You can fool them. Easy. Bonobo's like, is that is that cat alive? And you're like, just start jacking him off with your other hand. He's like, oh <laughs> Yeah. And if it's like a like a Mandrill, you can probably jack them off with the puppet cat hand. They're not going to notice. <laughs> You're not going to destroy that illusion for them. Just, I'm just picturing like Daniel Striped Tiger, just both arms jacking off a mandrill. <laughs> Does that feel good? <laughs> She's got that scary face. <laughs> it looks like it has been used. Uh, the the Daniel Tiger puppet looks like it has been abused by a like a a, a gorilla going through puberty. It's a very sad and ragged puppet. Yeah, it's, it's not even like that stripy. To be honest, no. It's kind of Daniel it Smudge. Looks like it's tiger. made out of a washcloth. Yeah. Get it together, Fred Rogers. You made millions off of PBS. Can't even still using that same cheap fucking tiger. Yeah. He saved all that money because he continued to use that ugly fucking all all those puppets were cheap. Yeah. Uh, the, what's the what's the one that's got the gross red nose? Ooh. You know who I'm talking about? Vaguely. It's like Lady Wait, is it It's a lady. But her face is disgusting. 
And as a child, I always thought that she was a villain because it's just too scary. But she had it's like a very uh... Mrs. Abernathy or something like that. Lady Elaine was one, but that was the pretty one, I think. Lady Elaine is the human woman, right? Was she also a puppet? Oh, no, this is Harley was... Davidson and the Marlboro Man all over again. Uh, there there was Lady Elaine Fairchild, and that, that is who you were talking about. Oof. With with the very, very bulbous red nose that looks like it's about to pop like a yeah. blood blister. Yeah, and she's got like the like uh, breakup depression hair. Oh, yeah. I gave myself a bob. <laughs> Her nose is all red. She's clearly been crying. <laughs> I'm hoping that that but your girlfriend broke up with you, Lady Elaine. We can all tell. <laughs> no, I just gave myself a bomb. <laughs> I I caught her jacking off a mandrel. <laughs> All right, so here here are our options this week. We have Time Burton, the official space podcast, uh, Better Mousetrap, Dice All the Way Down. Uh, I wrote Wage Cake because I didn't know what else to call that uh, caller submission. I, was Wage Cake even a thing in the in the call? That's what no, the I transcript it was, it's, said. It, it's like a uh, cornhole, but and and then uh, making Doug sting. Good podcast, all Simpson, the creep, and raised Bally. Do you feel any certain way? I really liked the official space podcast. I feel like that's striking while the iron's hot. You know, yeah. there's a good chance one of those uh, billionaires will be dead the day this comes out so yeah and we didn't even mention uh sir richard branson yeah so he's in the sequel yeah i think he'd make a great rodney dangerfield oh yeah well he, this he, would be, he'd the... be the rich guy who like is friends with the people at the caddyshack space yeah. station well this would have to be the next one this one is like uh it's called space university oh okay back and to space all... school yeah, and and Rich, Richard Branson and his buddies have all made a pact that they're going to lose their virginity this summer. <laughs> okay. Anyways, that's not what we that's not what we're going to do on official space podcast. No, it's the official podcast of space. Like that sort of thing would happen eventually, but probably not in the first episode. So we live. There's a multiple. We live in a multiverse. There's infinite parallel universes. There is one where Andrew Dice Clay was in Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. (laughs) There's one where Andrew Dice Clay got on stage at Dangerfields in the 80s. He climbed into a box and then uh, had a gun set to fire based on the orbital polarity of uh, some sort of subatomic particle. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he never came out, and we just assume that he's he's been alive in there the whole time, God willing, and the creek don't rise. Yep. I'm not opening it. The, it's, it's off of his classic record, The Night the Laughter Quantum Suicided. <laughs> All right, folks, well... If you want to hear the official space podcast, that's available over at patreon.com slash we don't have a podcast yet. You can go check that out. Sign up uh, to subscribe as a patron and you'll get access to a new episode every Friday and the entire back catalog of all of our other episodes. Um, other than that, follow us on Instagram call into the hotline and give us an idea that doesn't have cornhole in it. 
And uh, we love you. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.